Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. St. Mark chapter number two, verse number one. These words are recorded. Jesus, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, Jesus returned to Capernaum and a a few days later, the news went out that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no longer room for them, not even near the door. And Jesus was discussing with them the word of God. Then they came bringing to him a paralyzed man who was being carried by four men. When they were unable to get him in because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Jesus. And when they had dug out an opening, they let down the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. When Jesus saw their active faith springing from confidence in him, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. I wanna share from the teaching, let's help a friend. Let's help a friend. This is a very unique passage of scripture to be looking at in this season where most of our lives have been in a place where they have never, ever been before. This pandemic that I believe we're still in, because I haven't read the facts, but it's been reported to me, and I've had several conversations that have indicated that um, in China, in China, China is on lockdown because of COVID. I don't have facts for that, but approximately 37 million people uh, who who are struggling from this COVID virus. And so that says to me that COVID, as we look at it, y'all, has changed mental attitudes, has changed central nervous systems. COVID has had such an effect on so many people, if not the entire world, in ways that we never thought it would have an effect on us. Then to make COVID even more difficult is the fact that we've had deaths related to COVID, financial problems related to COVID, uh, relationship challenges because of the stigma of COVID. Marriages have made it and marriages are struggling. Relationships have made it and relationships are struggling. And even in some cases, those two scenarios, uh, those relationships have been totally dissolved. People are up in the air. They don't know where their future lies. Employment and career and investment strategies have been challenged in ways where people really don't know what the outlook uh, really looks like uh, for those areas. And so COVID has messed with so many things, have people wondering whether they're going to make it or not, wondering 
Will I ever bounce back anymore? Wondering, uh, just, just a lot of doubt and wonder. And that's where I wanna begin our conversation tonight, uh, looking at this uh, passage in St. Mark, the second chapter. The Bible said that Jesus returned back home to Capernaum. And when he returned back to Capernaum, he found there a group of people who were hurting, a group of people who were challenged, groups of people who needed miracles, people who needed breakthrough, people who needed encouragement, people who were weak and needed strength. He just found the community of people in a bad way. And tonight, my brothers and sisters, I suggest to you that not just our community, but our world is in the same way. And so as soon as Jesus arrives, Jesus represents hope in this Bible story. He represents renewed energy. He represents optimism. And he goes to work right away. But the people says, Jesus is here. Let's go to the house where Jesus is because we know he's a healer. We know he is a deliverer. We know he is a way maker. And so the... Uh, the, the Bible story goes on to say, as soon as Jesus made it home, people came from everywhere because they wanted to be touched and made better by Jesus. And that very thing happened, you all, that very thing happened. And the Bible says there were so many people in the house where Jesus was until you couldn't even get in the house. You couldn't even get near the house because Jesus was setting free. Jesus was making whole. Jesus was doing what only Jesus can do. And I said the same thing for us tonight, that Jesus is the only way that life will be complete and whole. Jesus is the only source that can encourage us and bless us and strengthen us. And thanks be to God for those of us who have that intestinal fortitude, that drive, that anointing by God to maintain and have strengthened our relationship with him. I want to tell y'all how blessed we are tonight. If we have a relationship with Jesus Christ and that relationship is producing the kind of joy that only a relationship with Jesus can, the kind of hope, the kind of energy, the kind of healing, the kind of encouragement, y'all, we say it all the time. I found, and I think you have found as well, can't nobody do you like Jesus can. I mean, nobody or nothing, uh, nobody or nothing. If you believe nobody or nothing can do you like Jesus, just, 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 just shout, I know that's right. Well, the Bible story goes on and it says that there was a man who was paralyzed. Mean, meaning he was helpless, meaning that he could not function, meaning that he could not move, meaning that he could not get to the house where Jesus was so that he could be made whole. And y'all, I suggest to you in this Bible teaching this evening, this day, that there are a lot of people that's been devastated by COVID-19 this pandemic and everything attached to it. Some of you even listening today might be suffering from COVID sy symptoms. 
People are hurting, people are lonely, people are insecure. People don't know whether they're going to make it or not. They don't know whether they're going or they're coming. And there are people literally just like the paralyzed man confined to their home and can't move. Confined to their home and don't want to live life anymore. Confined to their home, struggling with trying to make sense out of this most difficult season. Alcoholism is up. Drug abuse is up. Substance abuse is up. Physical abuse is up. Everything is up trying to cope and deal with the devastation of COVID-19. And I believe y'all, there's a lot of people at home, a lot of good people. I mean, a lot of real good people, but they're in a bad situation. Good people in a bad situation. Good people who are doing bad things. Good people who are doing ungodly things. Good people are doing things that they don't know how they start doing it, but they find themselves doing it because of the pressure and the problems associated with what this COVID-19 has brought into their lives. And y'all, if we don't reach out to our friends, our friends very well may not make it. And that's what this scripture is all about today. That's what this Bible story is all about today. We can't because, watch and hear me well, as much as we want to, because everything is not perfect in our life, because we may be suffering something in life emotionally, psychologically, physically, economically, career-wise, we may be suffering ourselves. And so the, so the enemy right away tells us that because we are suffering, we gotta stop witnessing for the Lord. We've gotta stop evangelizing for the Lord. And I find it so interesting that in this Lenten season, it talks about the suffering of Jesus Christ on his way to Calvary. Jesus was 100% human, just like we were. And the, and, and the challenge of Lent on the way to Calvary, Jesus was suffering, y'all, but he didn't stop moving towards salvation. He didn't stop encouraging people. He didn't stop healing people. He didn't stop reaching out to people. He didn't stop touching people. And once the church learns or the church is refreshed, that things will never be perfect until we move forward. We've got to move forward with how the landscape is in our life at this particular time. Because if Jesus would have waited for, them for no more suffering, I don't think he'd have ever made it to Calvary. But Jesus's destiny had some suffering attached to it. In, G in the case of Jesus, his destiny was Calvary, but it still had suffering attached to it, which sends me a very clear message tonight. And that message is this, our life will always have a certain degree of challenge to it, but that challenge cannot stop us from letting the world know that Jesus Christ is the greatest thing that'll ever happen to you. The challenge or the suffering 
that we may be going through as strong believers, as convinced believers, is not a reason to make an excuse to say, hey, I ain't got time for nobody else. I'm going through myself. I, I'm just barely making it myself. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, y'all, I'm telling y'all, if Jesus had to go through it and still serve, we've got to go through it and still serve. And y'all, the landscape is, is much more plainer and easier for us. The Bible story says it to us like this. It says they had a friend. These four men had a friend that needed to get to the house where Jesus was. How many of us have a friend? At least one friend that we know needs what's going on in the church. What's going on in the church? The primary objective of the church is to introduce people to Jesus. And so that Jesus can be the most significant and the most profound thing in their life. So that Jesus can heal them of their sins, forgive them of their sins and heal their land and have that relationship with him that says, my Lord can do anything but fail. I want to challenge you all. I want to challenge us to reach out to a friend and make sure that that friend connects with Jesus because your friend is counting on you. But those of us that are strong in the faith and we're able to keep pushing, not everybody's able to keep pushing. The Bible says in the last days, men, men will become self-absorbed or just into themselves. And I looked at that in two ways, all right? We can become so overwhelmed by the challenges and the suffering that we go through until we don't realize that we owe God service. We owe him service. Somebody, there's an old song in the church that throughout the lifeline, somebody is drifting away. There's a whole lot of people drifting away, but there are friends that you are connected with, friends that are struggling, that you know they're better than the struggle, friends that are hurting, that you know they're better than the hurt, friends that you know that are just being destroyed because they don't know life. They don't know how to get out of life. They're contemplating suicide and you don't even know it. They're contemplating opioid use is up. Pornography is up. Uh, man, hurt is up. Man, violent. Y'all, so much is up. And if we can just get not the whole community, but just a friend, if we can get our energies off of our trial, off of our tribulation, and try to help a friend, each one of us knows at least one person that's struggling at a level that you could never believe, struggling with something that's about to take them out of here. And we who are strong, we must do what we must do to help them get to Jesus. And y'all, the Lord that made it so simple right now, they don't even have to come to the physical church. You can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm calling to just check on you. You don't have to know a bunch of scriptures. You don't have to know anything. All you gotta know is Jesus is a way maker. Invite them to join 
live stream Sunday morning service. I guarantee you something's going to be said to have somebody recognize and realize God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son just for them, your friend. The Bible story says that these four friends of that one paralyzed man who couldn't get to the house where Jesus was, they said, look, man, we know if you can just get into the presence of Jesus, we have the faith to believe Jesus can turn your situation around. That's what I want to say to us tonight. We have an obligation and we've got to have faith for our friends to know that Jesus can turn their situation around. There's a lot of people, y'all, that lost faith, lost hope, and they just accepted defeat. And some of them are just waiting to die. But if they have a friend like you who knows that if I can just get them into the, y'all, it's time for us to stop using our faith on ourselves only. It's time for us to share our faith. That's why God saved us to share our faith. That's why God picked us up to share our faith. That's why God loved us so, so we could share our faith. And right now it's time for us to share our faith with a friend. And we've got to do whatever it takes to get them into the presence of Jesus. That's what it meant by getting them to the house that meant getting them into the presence of Jesus. If that means we call them up and say, look, just don't call them once, but call them and remind them and say, look, I don't like you like this. I know you better than what you're experiencing. I know you are stronger than how you're living your life right now. I want you to be in that place where Jesus can change your life. Get on live stream with them. And if you can bring them to church with you. But whatever you've got to do to get them in the presence of Jesus, let's get them in the presence of Jesus. These brothers said, this guy is too much for us to carry. But what we're going to do, they came, came up with a genuine idea, with a brilliant idea. They said, let's take a mat and let's tie all four corners and each one of us share the weight and the responsibility. That's what this Bible story is saying to us. We've got to share the responsibility of helping our friends come to Christ for healing. And they tied them, they, they, they took and tied rope and support on four ends of this mat. And they carried that man down the street. And when they got to the house where Jesus was, it was so many people around, they couldn't get in. There were so many people inside. Nobody was letting them in because Jesus was changing lives. I want to let y'all know people say what they want to say about the church, but the Jesus of the church is still saving lives. Jesus is still turning things around. Jesus is still making ways out of no way. He's still healing the sick. He's still reviving hope. He's still turning things around. Jesus is still a miracle worker, y'all. We've got to get our friends into the presence of the miracle worker. These brothers took that brother. They said, just because it's crowded in the house, we still going to get him in the house. If you have a way and a will to get a friend to the house, into the presence of Jesus, God will give you an idea how to do it. He told them, take that man up on top of the roof. I want y'all to dig a hole in the roof, open up the roof, and let him down through the roof. And they let that man down through the roof, y'all. 
and everybody was looking, this is crazy. What are they doing? Don't they know, don't they, y'all? It doesn't matter how somebody looks when they get into the presence of Jesus. What matters is how they look when they leave the presence of Jesus. And you know yourself, you was tore up from the blow up before you met Jesus. You was messed up all the way, messed up in your mind, messed up in your head, messed up in your thoughts, but woo, one day Jesus got a hold of you. I ask you today, as we reach out to our friends, never forget woo, what the Lord done for you. Never forget how he picked you up, turned you around, placed your feet on solid ground. Y'all have nothing else, we owe Jesus. Because he saved a wretch like us, turned our, turn, turned our stuff all the way around. The Bible says when this man came into the presence of Jesus, Jesus immediately noticed that this man was messed up. And he looked at his friends and what all of his friends went through to get their friend to Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm going to read it here in verse five. He says, when Jesus saw their active faith, springing from confidence in him. He said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins be forgiven. But verse five says the first thing, when Jesus saw there or his friends, active faith springing from confidence in him. The friend didn't think it was possible, but the other four friends, had that active faith that says, you may not believe we can change, but we believe that if we just get you to Jesus, that's why we went through all we went through, because we feel that if we just get you to Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Y'all, we got to have the faith for our friends. If we can just get them to Jesus, if we can just get them to church, if we can just get them on, on live stream, if we can just encourage them to come into the presence of Jesus, we got to have the faith, y'all, that their life can be saved. Somebody had the faith to tell you about Jesus. They had faith enough to know as bad as all of us were, as sin sick as all of us were, somebody had enough faith to know that if I just get this brother to Jesus, get this sister to Jesus, they're going to be all right. Because it's one thing about a friend, a friend knows what you're really about and knows and knows who you really are. My brothers and sisters, I'm encouraging you. Let's get busy. Even though you're hurting, reach out to a friend. Because the Lord is saying to us so profoundly tonight that we have an obligation. We have an obligation to our friends. And I want to take you now for the next just few moments. I'm almost done. Romans chapter 15, verse one. Listen what it says. Now we who are strong, in our convictions and our faith ought to patiently put up with the weaknesses of those who are not strong and watch this and not just please ourselves. Y'all, that is powerful. Just because we're going through, we still have a conviction. We who are strong are called to help those who are weak. I mean, it's time for the, for the saints to grab the complete picture of salvation. Jesus will not walk the earth again. We walk the earth. And I pray tonight that this week you will reach out to three of your friends and begin to encourage them and walk with them.
Now you got to be careful because they may say, oh, yeah, if you just loan me $125, I'll be all right. Then that's when you tell them, I need $125 myself. I'm, I, I want to take you to Jesus. I want to take you to God, who's Jehovah Jireh. I mean, you can't let people work you either, you know. Because in soul winning, the Bible said we must be wise as serpents, yet harmless as a dove. So I'm encouraging you today, let's not become so self-absorbed with what we're going through. But let's take into consideration. And that song says, be grateful because there's somebody else that's worse off than you. And if that somebody else who's worse off than you happens to just be a friend, let's reach to our friend and let Jesus make a difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would anoint us all to a level of responsibility to where we answer the great commission that you've given to us to help our friends, to help our brothers and sisters. Give us what to say, how to say, and what to do. And God, I know that as we serve, as, we as we're challenged, you then will bless us for serving while challenged. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Our Sunday morning worship service at 1030 a.m. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word, and until next time, walk in victory.